Great. All right, what's up, everybody? Um, this is us. We are back from another episode of Post Twink. Hello and hey there. Hello this is Moises. Moises. And this it's is Reed. Been... Hi. Yay, Reed. In, in um, Halle, Germany. And um, Moises was booked and busy and too busy for us homosexuals, so we did not record last month at all. My apologies. I missed you all, though, so much. uh, We had a rerun of one of our greatest episodes where I fought with Maurice, (laughs) and then I I stopped the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It was great. I'm in support. Fun times. Um, Yes, this is post week. Um, Happy... People have been saying on the internet, like, all the way, happy Pride Month. So I guess oh, it's Pride yeah. Month, like, everywhere or something? Yeah, June is the <laughs> month of the gays. Oh. And, you know, all of corporate America is about it now. You can, like, every store has a little Pride section. It's a little annoying and, like, corporate But it's also, I kind of appreciate it because, like, folks who are anti-gay can't escape it. Like, even on the Uber app and stuff like that, I was just in L.A. And they, like, Pride is this weekend for them. And the little road that it like, shows where your car is going was a rainbow. And it was like, you can't oh. escape us. We're everywhere. Now that we have corporate buy-in, wait, good so luck, like homophobes. A, wait, so there's like an aisle in the grocery store where it's just a bunch of like well, pride? What does that aisle contain? Not the grocery store. But oh, so like a I Target. See. I guess it's Target's like grocery because yeah. I was um, I was imagining it would glitter. be like Christmas or Thanksgiving where like they start in like September. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my god. One day we're gonna get there. Pride is growing every year. <laughs> what was that gonna be in But yeah, like H and M has a whole little section. You can buy a little rainbow tote at Forever Twenty One. You can, you know, hmm. get your pride on and support these corporate terrorists. <laughs> well, I don't know, like I work now I work now in for profit, which is a yeah. So I'm trying to understand how people understand gays by looking like random corporate startup people. And, uh, I, I think <laughs> I think Mitt Romney was talking about how like he came to the rationalization that like gay people were acceptable by like he said that like well these people work for my company and I want them to be happy so and I want them to make money for me. So that's why I changed my mind on like homosexuality. You're like, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll show this briefly. Uh, but my my stepfather, when I came out to him, he justified like him being okay with gays because he was a tire salesman. And I so, thought you were gonna say because he used to get his dick No, <laughs> probably true. No, I don't like him. No, um, it's fine. So no, he was like, oh, I sell tires to gays all the time. They're great. I, gays are fine. I'll sell them tires as long as they have money. I'll sell tires to anyone. And I was like, thank you for your approval and affirmation. You'll sell me tires, but really, I just want some luxury. Well, but it's a cake. Um, right? Exactly. <laughs> we'll get there. Anyway, let's start. Um, let's start our opening three questions. Uh, what are you reading? What do you love, and what makes you come? Who wants to start? I'll start. I, I haven't started in a while, so it would be. <laughs> well, I also, maybe there was like a lag, and I didn't really hear Maurice say that he was ready to start. And anyway. Okay, it was bubbling up through his mouth. You start, I'll finish. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I'm in the middle um, of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what am I reading? Um, I, I'm reading a book. It's called... Kabbalah, and then it's a neurocognitive approach to mystical experiences. And I read it, I started reading it because I was like, well, I'm going to go for the most scientific approach to mysticism. So, like, 
I think Kabbalah is like a uh, within Judaism is like a I don't really even know that much about it, but it's like a sect. You're but, studying Jewish witchcraft. Yeah. Well, and so that's that was yeah. so what this book is about is it studies how people's brains react when they are like having out of body experiences, and then the different ways that people achieve those out of body experiences um, without drugs. <laughs> so it's like. It's kind of like, it's a very interesting book. Um, and I'm curious exactly where it will take me, but I imagine it will be kind of empty because at the end I'll be like, oh, this is too scientific and this is not what I should read at my leisure time. <laughs> Sounds so. fun, though. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll, I'll, see, where, I'll see where it takes me. Um, the other thing I, lo um, I love is um, six weeks of vacation time. <laughs> I think Go it's back to weeks. the States. Yeah. Um, and so in Germany, if you don't use your vacation, you lose it. And uh, so you can't, like, you can't exchange it for working hours or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's really nice that that's actually required because it turns out that I do need to rest. And uh, what's making me come is I'm never actually going to do, I should do, I should actually make this like sexual, but I don't Ooh, <laughs> like, shit. no, but I'm not going to, because uh, what's making me come is air conditioning in the uh, Radio Korak studio. There's no air conditioning in most German buildings. Is that hot in Germany right now? It's, it's, yeah, it's very hot. Is it's, it humid there? Not really, no. Oh, okay. Can we it's talk not, about your, on that, on that first episode, uh, the first one when you, when you connect with you, when you first went to Germany, you talked about going to like bathhouses a lot, and you had an issue with your what was it your back hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because it's warmer than now, are you going to more bathhouses? Are you shirtless more? Because I want to I want a back hair update. How are you? How are you in that process? So the embrace of that's a good you question. Know, just for our people who didn't hear that episode, I told yeah. him he needed to shave it because it was disgusting. I told him he needed to embrace it. Yeah, I told him he was stupid for something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, saunas are closed in the summer, so I'm not really going to saunas. And then I haven't gone swimming, but I have seen other hairy German people. And so that makes it easier for me to, um, I, like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, there's no reason for me to feel so insecure about it. But no, I haven't, like, gone swimming but like people are really because it's like former East Germany, people are also really into nudity. So there's a lot of beaches, and then like they're not ex like specifically nude beaches, but you go to the beach, and then like people will just be naked, because uh, the, I, yeah, my, the, pearls. <laughs> my pearls. No, I love um, that. And so so people are, <laughs> and, but I feel like people are more comfortable with their bodies. So that's. Um, uh, but I haven't had the opportunity to go to the beach because I've just been running around, so. Too busy. Well, vacation time, girl. Yep. What's that? What about you? What are you reading? What are you loving? What makes you come? Um, so I'm going to give a shout-out to... Oh, I just got a notification about a different one, but... Um, about which one? What about, are we talking about? Oh, web comics, you know, how I usually do. But it's um, Heck If I Know Comics is the name of the blog, and um, I'm forgetting the artist's names, but... Um, hilarious, brilliant, keeps me laughing, kind of morbid and dark in a way that I like. So I'm liking that. I'm reading that. Um, I have to pull up my notes because I had so many things. That when I did to you, talk about. I'm curious. So this is maybe the third episode where you've gotten um, into comics. Yeah. Um, I'm, 
Did you, were you going to ask where? Sorry, I'm cutting No, I was just kind of curious why and then, yeah, but, yeah, how and why. Because that's not something I, that ever I ever got into. Um, I didn't think I would either, to be perfectly honest. And then I stumbled on a few folks and I was like, well, these are hilarious. And then I started following them on Tumblr. And now I get little notifications every time that they, like, draw a little thing. Uh, I thought it was because of how, like, all the gays are yeah, I'm gonna go with that. You're nothing. Because <laughs> apparently I'm irrelevant. I don't really think about the world. Um, inaccurate, but I'll but go I, with that. But I'm learning more since you are. Yeah. I'm talking about comics. See, I'll add a little tidbit every now and then. I almost went to my first, like, I almost went to, like, a, not Comic-Con, but it was, like, a, for, it was, like, a Comic-Con for words. Um, and, th- like, I don't know, it was, like, comics. Li- literary oh, festival? Yeah. Well, I guess there's words in comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, brain cells. Who needs them? Um, but, we did our like literary festival. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I'm going to a book fair. Girl. I forget what it was, but there was poetry. Um, but either way, one of my favorite comic artists was there, and I wanted to go and see them. And I was like, Oh, am I really going to pay money to go like go to their booth and have them sign uh, my phone? Like, what? They don't have like a. Maybe there's a print I can buy. I don't know. Either way. Anyways, that's my so that's what I'm reading. Um, what am I loving? Um, I won't give too many details, um, but Sensei just put out their finale. Oh, you bitch. That was going to be my side by Oh, really? Okay, so I won't talk a lot about it. Just know that I loved it. I watched it. We'll talk more. Um, and then what's making me come? Uh, so I did, I'm calling it my coastal tour over the last month. Oh my God, what makes <laughs> you come? Like the West Coast? <laughs> what, no, well, so I went to the East Coast and I went to, a, so it's two things. I went to a show by myself, which at first I was nervous, but I've done it before, but I went and I remembered how much I loved like um, going to shows by myself. And then sec- on top of that, I went and saw Fever Ray, who um, recently came out as like a queer woman. And the music is kind of like mellow and dark, but she like remixed it all and I like danced my little jaded heart out and like it felt like a queer baptism like it was there were costumes there was lights um and i was there by myself so i didn't worry i didn't have to worry about anyone else and their needs i could just have a really great time yeah oh it was not queer baptism it was great but yeah so that's me maurice Uh, what am I reading? Um, I am a nerd. I'm, re- I'm rereading for the 90th time the, uh, some stuff on the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, so if you're, it's like a, another personality test if you're unfamiliar out there. Um, I'm not a Myers-Briggs kind of guy. Me too. It's and I so hate it when long people... and long-winded and like stush and uh, And I hate when people put it on their profiles as if I'm supposed yeah, to remember that, what those letters mean. It's not real. Like it doesn't, it's not actually, like it's not valid. Like, like it Mine's like changes completely depending on it's not scientific right if you uh, well, if you ever want to see something hilarious watch <laughs> watch Maurice like fill out a like a leadership or personality quiz cause <laughs> it's great you should do it live on like YouTube or television or something it's, it's, it's hilarious it's hard for me to do things when I disagree with the questions <laughs> um, I'm, not so much I'm not answering this. Yeah. I don't disagree with this question. It's so good. Listen, um, but, I, but I'm a five for those of you who are into this non-scientific uh, thing. Um, <laughs> that is the Enneagram, uh, which is the Observer, and I like to call, I think five are really are skeptics deeply, but I'm just trying to understand um, my personality. And, um, yeah, I'm into these new experiences, new ones, new people, and trying to, I don't know, sell my personality to people, because I think I come up with 
trash all the time. That's why some of us like you. <laughs> yeah, but when you need them to like you, it's to be money. It's oh. a thing. <laughs> That's well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm just a little, like, a self-analysis, self-study to try and understand or analyze my motivations and whatnot. Because for, for me, the Enneagram of Five is, like, um, horrifyingly accurate. Analysis of me. It's scary. For example, case in point, the first time I did it, I was at a work thing many years ago. It was part of our, like, day team leadership day or something like that and when we did it I didn't I needed to I was trying to understand the reason why they were doing it and I felt that if I told the truth it would be used against me so I lied about my only grand number <coughs> and my boss was shocked that I was the number that I said I was because you were a liar she made me do it over again in front of her in what? front of her? she was like I don't believe that you're an eight and I was like, no, I'm totally good. She was like, no, you're never good. And she was like, she was like I totally think you're five. And so she was like, did you do it? I'm doing it again. They she, rank she, you? Like, you're five. You're definitely five. She, she, she left. I mean, she wasn't like, watch me do it again. Oh, okay. And she was like, um, and so we don't talk about why. Um, and she was like, you're such a five. It's a five thing to do. It's a lie about your number. It's a lie about your number. <laughs> you don't want to use it against you somehow. Oh, because I didn't want to, I don't want to show you, I thought it would be using it somehow in the corporate structure that I was in, so I, whatever it is. Sure, no, that sounds like a great on. trust building exercise. <laughs> well, you know, I come from, you know, trust no bitch, that's my life, life motto. Um, but that's I'm really that's such a so, five yeah. thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> the observer, I'm an observer, and, you know, I need to trust the important to me. Um, so, yeah, reading the interview, I'm not trying to understand myself and the world around me some more. What am I, um... Love it. Oh, find something, damn it. <laughs> I think that's I'm love with nothing right now. Um, I don't know. I love that there's more time left in, in the world. Um, what makes me come? Your skin looks great. It does, yeah. I, I love my skin. Yes! Um, what makes me come? <laughs> you two. Oh! Doing this podcast after nine months of not doing it's happening right now. There's semen everywhere. Just okay. kidding. Oh, <laughs> Just really? kidding. <laughs> He's like, wait, really? <laughs> what music happened? Yeah. Um... Oh, we can make yeah. it. I did miss you guys a lot. Yeah, it's been a while. Seriously. All right. So um, that yeah, brings we us... We're going to try to get this regular thing. I think that like since the show airs in Germany, what is it, the last Sunday of the month, Reed? Yeah, the last Sunday. Um, maybe we can like try to start making sure we can put it on the podcast for those who are outside of Germany. Um, maybe like, um, depending on everybody's workflow, maybe like the first Wednesday so right after you're in Germany, try to do it. Yeah, uh-huh. this will be an excellent thing to talk about when I come to visit Denver next month. Yeah, well, uh, so we're gonna give you all the episodes, all the photos, we, y'all. We, Get ready. He's been turned out by Germany. Yeah, uh, he's come back to the states to. Um, Show us that BDSM. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, it still sucks here, so, you know. No, just kidding. <laughs> just just say now. Realize. Oh, well, we I are something sexually inappropriate to say about me coming back from Germany. Because um, he hates when I do it. Um, but I'm all like, look, I'm black. He's white. You're Latino. It's like, yes. strawberry. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Oh I'm strawberry. So our, wait, wait. We need to do photos when he's here. Yes, we And do. we have to play with the Neapolitan ice cream concept. Done. Oh my god. Uh-huh. It's done. Sold. It took I'm me sold. such a long time to figure out what you were talking about. We're talking about race. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're white. Vanilla. Be black. Chocolate. No, Here's Latino. Like, what is it? What a fresh <laughs> 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 Yes. 
It's the cheap ice cream you get when it's three and one. Oh, it's so cheap. But you know, I get angry because, well, never mind. We don't have to get into anyway, so politics. Anyway, so let's get into oh. swipe right, swipe left. <laughs> so the little segment where we, there's things that have been on our minds that we get to say that we either loved or we hated. Swipe left or swipe right. And so because I didn't have anything to say that I loved in the last segment. Um, Take a I mean, swing. anything real. Um, so uh, this Mr. Uh, Fresito over here, Mr. Strawberry. Yes. The Strawberry and our Neapolitan blend. <laughs> Texted me in the during the bewitching hour last night and was asking me about Sense Eight and I was like, "Girl, that show been off for two years." <laughs> but apparently, they dropped a new episode last night. Two hours long. Um, and I watched it and I was critical of the last season, um, but the new episode is great. I needed it. It energized me, and I'm swiping right on the new episode. Does this mean that this is a season? It's over. No, a new season coming out. No, it's done. Well, since they like a tease us with like having one episode and then six months of nothing, and yep. then the drop a season, and then like two years of nothing. Such a tease. So, yeah, but um, I uh, I was feeling it. I was oh my god. I just I don't want to give away something. No. It is hard not to. Well, wait. This is not this is not airing until the end of the month, so I feel like we can. Yeah. Well, what is I the... was here I don't... for for Rajan because Wolfgang. Wolfgang Rajan. In that case, at the Ooh, end. Ooh, Ooh, girl. Ooh, talk about what makes me calm. <laughs> what is Lito's boyfriend's name? I, oh, I forget, but he's so funny. Lito's man. Lito's partner, who I love, so I definitely identify. He reminds me of you, uh, I but I him. feel like he is me. <laughs> yeah, like I'm with him. I understand him. Like his body language, his eye contact, his shade, his humor, his, his wit, his grit. I still love him. Um, but yeah, I was... Um, it feels like it kind of when I was analyzing it felt like it was like that they're not coming back with a new season so mm-hmm. they're just kind of giving us closure because yep. they killed everybody everyone's happy everyone you know, so yeah it's very happily ever after but like I don't know everyone I'm homosexual I needed it because I'm not up. in a great place in the community right now <laughs> during the holy month of gay pride um, so that wedding scene you know, but shout out to like I don't know shout out to trans women once again giving us life getting us together the trans folks the trans trans black women Trans black and Latino women in the U.S., you know, kind of, kind of then we have just the whole of the pride now. True. Um, and once again, it was a trans woman who saved my life last night with that little storyline of that episode. Oh. Um, so. Know me and her and her mom, that whole thing. Yeah, and just like, everything. Yeah. So swipe right and all the likes and super likes on um, Sis 8. It's great. So if you, y'all should go watch it. Yeah. If you're not into it, like. Like, it's on Netflix. You can watch it all very easily. If you're not into it, we don't trust you. <laughs> right? No, I loved it so much. Oops. Um, and I don't like action films um, very much, but this is action-packed. And I was feeling it. Yeah, I loved I lived for it. I was like, I like I want to watch this action shit all the time. But oh. just in this show. Reed is so offended to see that. No, I just, I just actually realized the show, because I was trying to place what it was. And then it's like a... Are they all like heroes in a way, or something? Kind of. So they're all connected through like this mental. It's about the it's human. Like, it's really about it's yeah. a metaphor for human connection. So they're yeah. because they share birth. They, these certain people are all psychically connected. Yes. Oh. This is a certain group of them who are. And they you know do face persecution at an international level by um, big pharma. Yes. Big pharma. Shout out to me for my job. Um, <laughs> kind of set up. Oh yeah, it's and I mean it's just beautiful. Like it's like the power of, excuse me, the power of the collective over the power of the individual. And so gays, listen, watch that get it and understand the power of the collective coming together. <laughs> Swipe right on Sense Eight and 
Oh, my gosh. I'm swipe right, too. Yeah, swipe right. I don't really... I've never seen the show, but I, it, you guys talked it up well enough. So that, I think you yeah. like it. Yeah, swipe right. It's a little cheesy. I'll also tease. There are some amazing orgy scenes. And at the... Oh. I mean, okay. I thought they were lackluster in comparison to history. That's true. Because I feel like I feel like they were just doing it to do it at this point. But yeah. and they said it at the end because they, were like, they know they're like those international for our fans. Uh, will do an orgy. Those, those, <laughs> well, you know, this is the first one that wasn't transcontinental. Yeah, they were um, all in the same countries. Yeah. yeah, they're all the same. Oh no, they were kind of they were the same country. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wait, so, so they, do they have they have psychic sex with each other? Like, oh, you need to go back and get your life and go from season one yeah. because what since they can give you, they give you this. International, very LGBTQ, queer as fuck, psychic, Brain physical sex. orgy. Ugh. Oh my god! You ain't gotta worry about STDs, STIs, them calling you back because you could just pop back into their lives. Girl, I didn't realize it. <laughs> right? Maybe I need to find my senses and sleep with them. Hello. Sleeping with people physically is exhausting. <laughs> <This> um, is- <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have a, I have a few quick ones. Um, well, so my first not quick one. Um, so on my coastal tour of the United States. No, um, so I went so to LA. if you hosted Moises for any amount of time, <laughs> minutes, hours, however long it takes to come, let us know because we want some Yelp reviews. Oh Yelp reviews. Feel free to, feel free to spill my trash. Um, so one of the least trashy things I did in LA, which is kind of a dirty city. Anyways, um, I went to the Broad, um, which is like a private collection slash museum. I mean, it's kind of a museum, but it's like some rich guy bought all the art. And so it's a private What's his name, Broad? His last name is Broad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, beautiful building. Um, and they have amazing art. I think the, the big thing that people know about there is the infinity rooms. So those like... It's like starlight and they go on forever and I'm forgetting the artist's name because I'm terrible. But that's what everyone like really goes there for. But there's um, b- there's several Basquiat's. Um, Alice Walker um, has some pieces there as well. Um, and my friend connected us with this amazing tour guide. He works there. He's more than a tour guide. He's like a badass and a visionary. Um, and his name is Antoine. Shout out to Antoine. Um, and he gave us those the most amazing tour of... Um, of the art, we talked about um, Basquiat a lot, which is always amazing for me. Um, and then um, he just gave us some really great like facts. Like we talked about feminism, we talked about the civil rights movement. Like it was just, it was so good. I almost cried like a few times, and I was like, this is what like going to an art museum, art museum should feel like. Like this is the experience. Well, I realize that you you were a crier. You cried at Beyonce. You cried at the Broad. Coco. I cried watching Sensei. Oh my god, you're crying. <laughs> oh my, like you a baby. are. I feel like every Latino game I know is like a telenovela auntie. I and I realized you were. I'm putting you in that category too. I'm gonna take you it. Totally I'm gonna take it. Because I am. I am. Yeah. So I'm gonna swipe right on the bro. They're also doing. Um, Art through the uh, art through the um, Black Power movement. That exhibit is coming soon, so I'm excited for them and the progress that they're um, making and the work that my friend, my new friend, um, Antoine, is doing to make that happen. So swipe right on the broad. Okay. That's the um, that's the closest I'll ever get to saying swipe right to the bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna pull a read. I don't know. I've never been, but I'm gonna swipe right because it sounds amazing. Yeah, I encourage everyone to go. It's amazing. Yeah, I'll swipe white. Swipe right as well. Ooh, you say swipe white. Swipe right. Read anything from swipe right, swipe left, or something in the lobby. 
Yeah, so I thought not, of I have a couple um, extra things. Uh, I thought of these. Uh, it's a it's a book of poems called Wastoid, and it's by a Denver poet. His name is uh, Matthias Svalina, I think. Anyway, S V A L I N A. But um, a lot of the like he his poetry. I don't know if he's queer, but a lot of it is like he's thinking about masculinity, and. Um, he actually, this is unrelated to his poetry book, but he has a service in Denver, because that's where he's based, where he um, has like a subscription service and he delivers um, his dreams to people. Like he writes out his dreams and then he delivers it to them and gets paid. So, cute. cute. You're not, not amused. <laughs> no, I like that. It's, I would not pay for that. But if he can get but, other people to pay for it, I commend him for that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the book is really. Uh, I don't have any poems that I could read, like, cause, But it's a, it's a very, nice like uh, queer oriented book, and he tries to like cope with, the pressures of masculinity, Ugh. of of like people, being masculine pressuring him. But yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Maurice? I'm here, yeah. Yeah, it's still present. Um, Did... Well, I just want to do these quick ones. Because okay. I feel like they're important local news like for both Germany. Like you're you're full of quickies. <laughs> oh, it's true. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, so just very quickly. The U.S. ambassador to oh. Germany. My apologies, Germany. Not only do I don't want to claim him as our U.S. ambassador, he's also a gay, and I don't want to claim him for that either. He's a shit, and I'm sorry that he was appointed to that position um, and said those terrible things in support of the... So our U.S. ambassador to Germany um, made several statements in support of the conservative of conservative movements um, in Germany as well as throughout Europe, um, which I think is just... I'm not getting the. I'm not gonna do. It's it. trash. It's yeah. It's so at the end of the day, it's trash. He shouldn't have done that. And why was he even picked? We don't know. We have a shit president. So moving on. Swipe. What left? How do you not like someone? Yeah, right. he's left. Yeah. Swipe right. Swipe right. Ugh, gross. Swipe. swipe. Right. Wait. Well, no, no. Right is no. Left is yeah. Wait. We're we we messing it up. We open the app and see. Oh yeah. Left. Someone <laughs> open Tinder. Yes. Okay. We yes, don't want it. Left. Nope, gross. Ew. Wait, isn't that bad that I had to open the app to see which one was which? I know, it's like our segment. <laughs> <laughs> which one is it? The we invented. So, the, right, literally. Then the other one I'm going to swipe left on, just ever so briefly for local news, we finally got the Supreme Court case hearing on the Colorado Baker. Oh, God. And it's in some shit suburb. No, actually, we were just like you. Or is it Lakewood? Either way, it, there's, it's a fine suburb. Um, is it? It's, um, am I going there to buy a cake? Absolutely not. Um, but do you uh, know I bet disgusting people now go there to buy cakes. Oh, the worst. Oh, I'm like, can we terrible. take it down as like gays? Like, can't we? Don't we have this the cultural and social cachet to be like, nope, this business done. Well, you know what the funny thing is, like, like gay money should be straight money though. That's true. There's more of them. Either way, so just in case you don't know, a gay couple went to go get a gay cake for their gay wedding, and the not so gay baker was like, no, my religion. And then they fought it all the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, the only people who I appreciate, um, Sotomayor and Ginsburg, were like, no, this is terrible. Um, like, we are voting like that 
yeah, you should bake this cake. But there was a two to seven vote. Um, they did narrowly define, or it was like a limited definition of the ruling. They were like, this is really about Colorado and the commission that evaluates these things as they didn't think about religion. Regardless. But like, wasn't the issue because like the, like the judge that ruled in this one that like he and you know, that the, was a man or I'm not sure. But the judge had also ruled in another case where I think um, someone refused to make like some racist cake. Oh, I'm sure. And ruled in favor of that. It wasn't part of the decision based on the fact that because that they had ruled previously that like a big that like a baker can refuse <coughs> like like you know it was, it was something like a like yeah. sometimes sometimes no. like 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 fuck niggers or something like that cake or something like that or or something crazy the baker was like absolutely not I will not do that that because then it was ruled on you know like they can refuse to go to some of their ethics or whatever right. that like the 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 basis meat, the of meat the... of it because like at its core it's the same issue. Yeah, and I think that was like one of the main arguments for what's um, one of the sides. And I don't think it's complicated at all because I think that like so the Supreme Court like their mission is to be like, okay, yeah, bitch, and <laughs> right. we're still gonna do this because it's wrong. I mean, I, that's what I feel like the power um, in very colloquialist language, obviously, that, yeah. the, that the power of the Supreme Court um, that they have the finesse and power and prestige obligation to be able to. Um, make those seemingly contradictory mm-hmm. rulings in order to kind of like raise consciousness and press society and culture forward. So I was kind of like, I get it, it is a seemingly issue, but I feel like the role of the Supreme Court is to make statements that kind of help us reframe and contextualize our daily lives. Guide and what have you. So, My only issue is though, is it frames like religious liberties, like it's a win for like the religious liberties. I mean, it's dangerous it. because, yeah. they, because they can be like, well, my religion says that I hate blacks and no black can come in my store. Literally, my which there have been that I, religions that have said that. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm in America. Hello. Uh, the, my religion says that like, you know, like any woman needs to, you know, like look, you know, like me needs to stay in the kitchen and, you know, not be the only one they're talking. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like people religious freedom, I'm like, I, I don't like yeah i don't really oh sorry i think that we need no. to be i said in america like religious freedom i think we need to like not either like oh it's my religion i think we need to like push learn when to kind of like push against that because right. a lot of things are done under religious freedom religion and has really, justified a really lot in america what the gag is if, 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 if you're white and christian you get to do that without a flyby. But if you're a brown person and a non-Christian, your religion gets to be interrogated yep. around those pieces. Mm-hmm. But we don't interrogate like white Christians. We don't interrogate white middle-class Christians. You know what I mean? It's and a so protected religion. It's a, it totally is. And so like, I think for me, I'm not moved by that. It's my religion, leave it alone because of someone who's on the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. who is not a white person, who is a brown person, and has a religion that is nowhere near Christian at all. We get interrogated about every aspect of us. Like, and killed. Like, we, I mean, like, we don't like, get to be like, well, that's, his, like, like, that's the religion, leave them alone. They're just honoring them, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to be free people. That's not what happens to us. Do you know what I mean? They're like, you know, you know it's kind of like, they, you know, anybody white and non-Christian is always considered a cult. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, I'm not, I need people to do more. I'm not moved by this religious freedom shit because I guess like I'm a black person, bro. Like white people in the name of their religion like brought, you know, like blacks here, killed Indians, like did all kind of crazy things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like rape my for, for like for, for 400 years in the name of their religion. Do you know what I mean? I'm not moved Literally. by it. It didn't mean anything to me. <coughs> so but I would say that doesn't have anything to do with 2018 functionally on a day-to-day basis, but I think we took a like historical trajectory and oh, legacies and yeah. legacies of consciousness 
I need us to do a little more than be like religious freedom because like I can say my religious you know like it's that I don't want to see white people anymore I'm just going to shoot everyone I see do you know what I mean and that's like not cool for me to do that in society do you know no and totally so I need us to look at like white Christians can do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. and use it religious freedom and use it religious freedom thing as like an opt out and I'm, and I'm not moved by it exactly no not at all Slap the fuck Oh, sorry, I kind of went out. No, get it, get it. Reed, I know you had a comment. Yeah, my comment was kind of boring. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was was that um, I I wasn't sure if the court ruled that it was like, that they were actually really in favor of religious freedom or if it was like a technicality. Because I think that they said that the Colorado Civil um, Rights Commission didn't give the person a full hearing. Yeah, and, they said that like they were not inclusive enough of religion as yeah. um, a, a group of an identity, a community yeah. group of people, and so I, our I, commission needs to do better. Yeah, and so that's why it's very limited. Ooh. Like the Supreme Court was just kind of like hand slap Denver bad. Yeah, then, but but that's why. And, okay, this is getting more complicated. No, yeah, no, it's I was it's just super complicated because yeah. the way that it's been talked about has been very broad. And, but really, when they say it's a narrow, re, like it was a narrow win, they're actually talking about the scope of the, of what it means legally, because it's very limited, it's a, it has a very limited scope and implications. I know a lot of LGBT folks are really panicked about it, and, and understandably, I mean, I am in some degrees as well, but this is not the Supreme Court saying like, you know, if you're Christian, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Well, America says that. That's true. I mean, we have a history and a culture of that um, that we're you know sitting upon hundreds of years of. But um, but yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, like you were saying, Reed. It's, mm-hmm. it's oh, very I, specific. I my Google is getting more. Well, no, I had to listen to all the blogs to actually like get the tea on what the hell actually had happened. Either way, those poor gays yeah. didn't get their cake. Yeah, but why would... Well, yeah, they whatever. Got a game. They, they got a game. Game. They got a cake. That made me sad. You I said, know, sorry. Those poor gay. I'm like, damn it, every gay needs a cake. I got cake, so... Cake, 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 cake. Wait. Ugh, don't mm. that. <laughs> I have some good cake. Oh, we're all hungry for something. Um, but yeah, so those are my, my two brief ones. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Not nice, but it was, yeah, it was... I'm glad that, yeah, it was, I'm glad that we at least talked about it. I do want to commend us. All of us had, initial, in the initial round, we all had positive swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe right. Yeah, in, like the, initial, in the initial swipe right, swipe left, which is supposed to be a, yeah, yeah, it was. And can I just say, sorry, Maurice just brought up that I don't use apps because I don't. Oh, you don't. I'm winking right you now. You don't do that. Oh, okay. I forgot. If you could hear me winking. Um, I did really well on the coast. Much better than I do in this city. Okay, you so mean on Tinder? <laughs> on yeah, Pinterest. on Tinder. Yes. Maybe that's because like you just didn't swipe through everyone already. and <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't supposed to be mean. Oh, my God. Oh, that was great. That was hilarious. But... Terribly rude. <laughs> That's it's not true. rude. No, this is what... I've like, already cycled through say, all the swipes. But this is what happens. And mentally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you go through the pool of people mm-hmm. and then it's, it, you, there's no one like... Yeah. I don't, and... So I'm, I'm the B cycle of Denver. <laughs> B? <laughs> I don't think... No, B. it has nothing to do with you. It's just I'm saying that like... 
it, I imagine if you like, this is what people do is they delete their Tinder accounts and then they restart it again and then they no. do it. In, yeah. No, no, keep it about me. Keep it about me because it was <laughs> mean and I loved it. <laughs> it wasn't mean. That's, that was not this mine. Is, I would, this is, that was a classic moment in post I I'm gonna stop there because I don't wanna. I when wanna... Reed called me a whore. <laughs> it's okay. I... Like, yes. yes. He's like, of course you did better elsewhere because yes, you haven't slept with all of them. <laughs> Statistically, of course. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, that was not my intention, but I know. But that's how I that's how I heard it, and that's how it's like funny. <laughs> so I'm, that's how I'm gonna take it personally. All right. Oh, we'll talk about it. Ooh, take mm. it or give it. Um, so our topic this month is um, I don't know if it's a part two or it's a reboot. I don't know. We we're talking about when we first started. I think our first episode of Post Week um, was about gay death with was, Reed. We call it the myth of the gay death, yes. and Reed was our beginning. Um, you were the first episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hopefully not our end. Okay. I was thinking about like, post week was ending, by the way. Oh. Well, this is the only functioning part right now. No, so. I was like, should we? I was like, should I just send a text message to these guys and be like, guys, let's look at our schedule. Yeah. Let's see what happens. But we're here. It's beautiful. Yay. I love it. I um, care about the people too. The gay death. And so I guess this is part two to that or the next installment of it. And so um, I'm going to start with Shade. The, the episode is called Gay Death. Because I don't think it's the... Because we started to say it's a myth of gay death. Gay death is real, is where I'm coming from. So I want us to talk about it, and if you think it's a myth or whatever, let's flush it out. But I just want to call it gay death, because I think it's real. So, what's the... So, uh, so, so let's get a definition of gay death, though. Yeah, 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 like, yeah we're not talking about, like, gays dying. What Calm is down. gay death? Yeah, like, not actually physically getting put six feet under. <laughs> Which does... Okay. Anyways, no, we're yeah. not gonna. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's when you. I guess for me, this is how I would define gay death, is that when After you. You just swept all the East Coast. Uh, apparently, shoot. Um, and they swept me. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like it's when you uh, the the thought of gay death, the the theory of, um, is around like when you lose your social cachet, your. I don't want to say importance, but sometimes it like your trickles in that area. Your, your relevance. Your relevance, your currency, your uh, when, ability to be seen as a legitimate part of the community. You're not attractive anymore. Which is you, like the uh, like the, really the shallow part of it all, right? Like because it's very much tied to vanity and um, looks. I don't know how do you, how do you define? Well, the internet says like gay death as it is termed is the unfairly early age in which gay men are no longer deemed to be fun, attractive, or valuable by their peers. If, I, I um, was never a fun homosexual. <laughs> I think we already established this in one of our oh, episodes. stop. <laughs> I only hang out with fun homosexuals. Or those who are less than fun with me, so I look more fun. Just yeah, well, wait, this was when we were talking about the commercial gay. But yeah, they say, like, the whole crew... This is from the Sydney Herald from a couple years ago. The whole crew theory is, of course, advanced, bitter old gays who venture that the world pretty much ended at 30. But it's not without a grain of truth. We're all aware that our unblemished 20-something skin cannot last forever. And that at some point, the gymnasium morphs from the op- from the optional vanity project to the tragically necessity. Oof. So the Sydney is That's a, a writer. Sydney she... is shady as hell. Mm. Mm. Sydney Herald. Ooh, that's a little rough. I feel a little but attacked. let's bring some of the shade down on the, the idea that you need to use your relevancy. You're not considered like young, fresh, beautiful, interesting, exciting. And you become, you know, a wallflower. 
A wallflower. But there's still perks. I'm but yeah, I don't know. Um, so I feel like it is a it is a real thing, and we were talking Moises mm-hmm. and I via text or something that mm-hmm. I think that the age at which gay death is it depends on your location. Um, I think in like larger cities or more historically gay cities and larger numbers of gays, I think that you know maybe like in a New York you get a little more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. You know what I mean? Or like in San Francisco, where, you know, they get a little more time to. So I have a question. Is it yeah. like. I, I I know that, like. Get, so you're, you're describing. Sorry? No, you're, you're, you're kind walking. of. Uh, describing gay death as like. Uh, they become less socially relevant. So they have, like, less influence in the, like, gay scene. So the gay scene would be, like, a club scene both. or. Less. No, no, relevant in the gay world, and I think that what's interesting about the gay community, I feel like, are because nightlife and that culture is a communal space, and a space of affirmation and gathering space, it's like a holy ground for gays to come together, because I think that, like, in terms of, like, you know, city and the culture and the spaces where gay men come to congregate to be with other gays for a lot of places all over the world like it has to do with nightlife with clubs that's the only place where we can congregate and be in community i'm not saying that's the only but this is like the most accessible option and the most populous option Mm -hmm. yeah this i think this is what the sydney herald article was talking about in a way and maybe what we talked about first is that like you have these public spaces and then these private spaces and when you go into the private space and you have dinner parties then you're like an old gay. What are the private is that... I, what are the private spaces? Because I don't know that... No, it was just like a home. We're going to have a dinner party. And we're going to like... I don't know. This is... I think it's so funny because, because I'm like... like... Because those are curated. Those are your friends. True. But I think there there's something even about... And so like, this is me playing like, you know... And you all can't disagree with me because I understand that I'm like on some bitter shit right now. No, but I, had a, <laughs> I recently had a conversation with a friend who was like, oh, I just really want to do dinner parties. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds so boring. Kill me now. Um, and I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, That's funny because you love to have, have house parties, which is basically dinner parties without like, Without food. But you, but you always have food, though. That's true. But like, well, yeah, I'm feeding. But it's always on the table in the other room. Yeah, but we're not like sitting around a table and it's like, let's talk about blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is like you love to host intimate gatherings at your home. That is true. Which, um, is, which is what a dinner party is. With a curated audience. Yeah. <laughs> which is these like days, dinner these, party life. These days, your curated audience tends to be rather young. I don't want to talk about that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel young. But no, it, I really had to question myself around like, what was my, what was my, why am I against di- like dinner parties? Like, but I enjoy dinner parties. I enjoy curated moments with my friends. But it was also, I, I recognize there was me like having this like, um, this conflict with my youth. I'm like, girl, why can't we just go out? Why can't we just like go to the bar? Why can't we go to the club? Let's go to happy hour. Let's go to a patio. Let's do something out. Why do we have to be in our house? Why do we have to be in your house? Why do we have to be like, I have to clean after this. This is annoying. Come on, let's just do something out. You're funny because you love to after the club bring people to your house. Uh, I know. It's but wearing like, on my you soul. You love to like how, you're like, let's go out. Because when I leave after the club, you go in. That's true. You are offended. <laughs> Deeply. I know. I well, can't wait to visit so, you. That'll be so fun. <laughs> Aren't you so excited? No. Um, but yeah, so and, so it, I definitely had this struggle with myself where I'm like, all right, girl, this is you. Like, 
trying to hold on to, like, you're denying somebody you actually like and enjoy just because it, like, feels old. Like, it feels like but you're see, aging. Like, I feel like I'm a real private party kind of girl. Mm. I like the curated experience. The curated experience. Um, but but I feel like, to me, that's also, like, in my head, I guess, in that moment, I was like, that was a sign of gay death. I was like, as soon as I only start doing dinner parties and, like, ladies who lunch, like, I put in the same category, <laughs> like... For me, I think that I, um, in reality, I definitely want to hear more of your voice as we, you know, yeah. just out. Um, even if you call us out, because you read has some good read. <laughs> I had some good reads. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I think for me, it's like, I'm getting over 30. I've also been going out since I was like 14 years old, going out to the club, going out to parties, going to the things, you know, the streets of you. I feel like I'm mostly forward, you know, since teenage years. But, um, I'm in a place now where I just cannot take most gaming that I meet seriously at all. Whether it's like for a hookup or like mutual, like I just, I can't take this game seriously at all. Um, well, is gay so, death just being like over it? Yeah. Well, can I'm, we redefine it? I'm, I'm, I'm over the, I don't think I'm over gay men intellectually. Functionally, I'm over the gays. Hmm. I just can't take them serious. And I'm not necessarily mad at, like, nightlife and night spaces. I think that maybe... One thing has to do with my location, right? Like, I'm just... In terms of, like, the parties here, I'm just not really into them. Yeah. And the music and that kind of piece. And two, like, I... You know, want to have, like, grown folks conversation, bro. Um, so you're saying, like, the desire to have a mature conversation with someone is... Not... I hate the word mature, but, like, to... That, that that is what like you're like oh I don't want to go to a bar and meet a young person and smoke a cigarette and drink a beer and then talk about something that like I don't consider no. to be I don't have a problem with, like, really going to bar being with. a younger meeting somebody who's 22 smoking cigarettes and talking I don't have that's not my that that those descriptors are not my issue but it's that it's like what we talk about and so I'm not even mad if the person for being 22 or 25 or 26 yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about because that's like bored. because they're they're that's fine that's not I've yeah. been there. Um, I'm not angry about it at all. Um, but you want a little challenge. You want a little stimulation. I want a little. I want. A, I want some intellectual stimulation. Yeah. You know, completely for me. And also, too, in that, I find that like kind of my peers who are still like, um, you know, like making their consistent, very regular pilgrimages to, to the gay holy spaces. Uh huh. Um, thank you for that. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I find that they tend to, in mass, general, be into like, you know. That what I need intellectually is not coming from them either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm all like, what is this other space or place? But I was like, oh, girl, you're gay dad. Like, you're an over 30 queen and you don't want to do like the gay things anymore. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go to the club and do Like, I just have a whole other. Mm-hmm. Like, my world intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, functionally is just different than like, you know, the club and the apps and like. I just don't want to see any more naked gay men. I'm tired of like fucking jock straps and fucking gyms and uh, you know like nude pics and like oh, I have too many dicks and asses in my phone. I, I don't care anymore. Like I don't care. Um, Saturation. So, so I try to figure out a thing for me, and I'm like, well, where the hell, as a gay, where do you negotiate community? Yeah. And this this is kind of what I was thinking about when I was trying to figure out what exactly gay death meant because mm-hmm. it um i don't know uh it's it seems like it's kind of like uh 
No, I was like, I just had it. And then I think the Prosecco stole it from me. <laughs> Come back. Uh, Come well, back. I'll talk, I'll, Come I'll talk back, a little I bit do. more and feel free to interrupt me even um, bluntly. Um, Even Brent Bluntly. Like, I have it. I, mean, I, I remember. Oh, we came oh, back? Yeah. You got it? No, I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Let's <laughs> ah! talk about that on the next episode when it, when it leaves and comes back. Yeah, no. Well, let's, keep, let's just keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, wait, did it come back? Did I'm gonna, I'll, I'll drink did you go some. Limp again? No, I'm going to drink some Prosecco and then it will come back to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. This totally sounds like a hookup. Because <laughs> and. Yeah, all right. So this is why anyway. poppers. Um. <laughs> Uh, you know, so that piece, and so when you're looking at, like, so what do I do now to figure out, like, how to, like, um, satiate my interest or my exposure to where's my communion with other gays when I'm, like, at this different stage of the game or, like, this level of experience that I need. And you're like, oh, what you do is you die because there's no space for you. So, and so in that sense, among the gays, in the girl, I feel like The Walking Dead in that, like, I don't feel like there's a space for me to, like, meet other... Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very clear. Like, I'm not, like, <coughs> anti all the... You know, I think we're using these spaces um, in our cities and then on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And it's not about the spaces at all because those are spaces where people are. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. not, it's not about... The clubs. I would never hate the club. I've been in a club rent since I was 14 years old. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm very tied to that part of my identity, and it was a very important part of my development. But I'm still, in, like, I love nightlife. Deeply love nightlife. Like, I used to throw, like, after-hours parties for mm-hmm. years. Like, come on. Um, most of my best friends I met in nightlife. You know what I mean? So it's not about that. It's not about, like, the ass. I'm not one of those bitches who's like, fuck the ass. Like, yeah. I, like, I like to fuck. Like, it's not... I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or meet people or whatever it is. Um, it's more sort of like like the, the, the standards of discourse are just not what I'm into. Or the standards of exchange or the, or the standards around like intimacy and like what is real communication is not what I'm into. So when I look at like, you know, if you're not feeling it, move on. You know, find your thing. I thought there's no other option. Um, I, and, I, I'm, and I feel like I'm not alone in that one. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find an answer to it. So this is really where yeah. I'm coming from. But go ahead and read. But that's, no, but that's eventually came back to me. But that's like what I kind of think about with with gay death is like the question of like, what's next? Or like, what am I, because you have this moment where you come out and then it's very like, you're young and you're attractive and you can stay out all night. And then kind of maybe just as you get older, those things become less appealing. And then you kind of try to it figure out... It turns out I hate circuit music. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. But, no, yeah. Like turns out. It's my, my team. Yeah. But, <laughs> then, so, but then it's like, well, now what, what am I supposed to do? And there's not really anything that society has laid out for you that you're supposed to do as you get older, unless you want to act like a heterosexual. And so like old gays have lots of money and they have dinner parties. Like that, that could be one thing that you're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do as an old homosexual. But like, yeah, but it's, it's a, an old game I mean, it was a trigger for me. But only if you're old, they have lots of money though, too. Because like, as a as a gay man who's like not like you know 22, like I don't have lots of money. No, so, exactly. And so, but that's the I don't know. It's it's like I think when if you ask if you had maybe this would be good. We can go. We can no. I don't want to do this. But you could go around a club and ask like 22 year olds what they would want to do when they're like 30, um, or like how they oh, imagine. Like kill myself. <laughs> Girl, it's um, over. No, I'm 
Well, no, they I, all want to date thirty-year-olds. Well, 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 but this, okay, but so this after is, you turn thirty and you get tired of fucking them after after about three years, <laughs> then that's when real gay death is. <laughs> that's when the real gay death is. Because you gotta fuck them a lot for the first couple of years. Because <laughs> you know why not? No, I guess for me, and I guess I want to speak to sort of like the lack of depth. I, and connection that we can feel in our community because that's definitely something that I've struggled with. But my with. dad's like, gay men are, we have volumes. Like, gay men oh, are yeah. motherfuckers. Like, literally. we are literally, we are magical fucking beings. The like, fact that. And, and I go back to it, used to be. I can be on an app like, with, with us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a. We're not, by design, empty, shallow people. Oh, no, not at all. But we also have a culture that supports that and, and uses that as a way to. Once again, be your like social cachet around you know like popularity and whatever, whatever, and and some of that maybe because we didn't experience that in our youth, and it plays out in this like gross way in our adulthood. So but but I but I think the other part of it, and maybe I just try to like sleeper sell my way through this, or just be really like strategic around like. Like, I'll meet folks out, like, whether it's, you know, in the clubs or, like, online or whatever, and I'm like, you know, I can do the shallow conversation for a minute, right? Like, I'm an extrovert, so I can, like, BS someone, and it's fine. It's such a skill. I don't have it. Um, well, but the part of the strategy, though, too, is to eventually start weeding in those moments of depth. And not to say that I've been doing this to you all or to, like... Friends who may be listening. You have not been weeding depth in the No, exactly. I know. I, don't do I have to like imp- like prepare myself, like click it or ticket before I engage um, with you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I. <laughs> there should be a video because I'm really curious what is what the silent communication is between you two. Right I now. made a I made a, a safety buckle motion and Maurice laughed like very hard. <laughs> Like a hard chortle. Um, chortle? You know what it sounds like? A cum bubble? Ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, wait. We're in the air. I forgot. No, no it's okay. Sound like that. <laughs> um, but, um, and so I feel kind of like... Chortle like, just does sound like cum Chortle's bubble. a gross word, but I love it. It sounds like a little bubble. Because it's gross. Okay. It sounds gross. Because it sounds like turtle, but also like chore is nothing. But also it sounds like a cum bubble. A yeah. new a new English word for our German listeners. Oh. <laughs> a good old chortle. Oh, we got to edit a lot. Of time. I'm sorry. Um, nope. But I feel like I, <laughs> uh, but I feel like I, sometimes I do have to be strategic around like, all right, so now I'm gonna like give you a little bit of depth, or I'm gonna talk about racism. I mean, I'm gonna like talk about sexism. I'm gonna drop little hints, little breadcrumbs of. I don't know, something beyond just talking about Beyonce, which I love talking about Beyonce. You really do. I really do. But, you know, if we're not going to talk about Beyonce and her porn as a black woman and the amazing things she's doing. Wait a minute. You you just tried it. You know you just did. Huh. Just now. Because I was like, oh, you got to talk about Beyonce. (laughs) You brought up as a black woman. (laughs) You tried to use that. (laughs) I'm a red To, like, make me feel bad for, like, being (laughs) mad about Beyonce. But see, and, and, and it's not that I... And like, I'm super intentional about that because it's also kind of like who I am and what I care about, right? So, but I have had to learn to like, I don't know, temper some of that stuff. And I'm not telling other people to do this, but, and, and this is just a strategy that I've employed to find 
depth with people in the club or online, like when I'm talking to folks or, you know, messaging people See, or what have you. That's that verse flip shit. But it also doesn't lead to anyone getting laid. That's the other problem. Because then everyone's like, oh my God, you're so deep. Oh, like, huh? And I'm like, actually, I'm not that deep. And I've just been giving you like a tablespoons of... I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm beautiful and smart too. Can you take off your pants? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, there's definitely flaws in this plan. But, but yeah, and, it, and so, so that's... So what you're saying is like, you negotiate the... And I'm not saying like you're in the gay death category at all because clearly you select the holiest coast. Um, <laughs> that's a living action. Yeah. Um, but so what you're saying is like how you do it or how you play or negotiate gay death is understanding the language of exchange or understanding like like the values of commerce in gay culture, but you kind of intentionally try to weave in more substantial threads in terms mm-hmm. of your discourse of people. And what I have found, though, too, and I guess I'll name this. And my question, it, do you feel like it's working for you? I, I feel like it has. Like, I, you know, I know we joke about me and my younger friends, but um, I was I just saw a few in, um, uh, in California. I'm a good friend that I miss, and he is, like, five, six years younger than me at this point. Um, and, um, and I think, not that I employed this tactic with him, but... It would, I, I feel like I could sense um, relief. So not only is it me trying to be like, hey, you seem like a cool person, but also I know that a lot, I've had a lot of really great friendships, but also just seeing that sense of relief in people when I talk about these sort of things. They're like, oh my God, I've never talked to another gay person about this. But I also have that were because you're like thin and pretty? Uh, it definitely helps. Like I'm, I know that I'm, you know, like my, the attractiveness standards within the gay community, I fit into many of them, not all of them, but... Um, so that definitely helps to ease the message. I, I feel like it's like constantly a campaign, and I don't want to make it sound like that, um, or that I'm like campaigning to like teach I the gays a thing. I feel like the idea, by the way. I mean, it's cute, but it's exhausting. Um, but but also in terms of space, though, I think when we talk about like physical spaces, there there really aren't any outside of you know like gay young professional networking things or you know when we were doing happy hours and stuff like that which will return but and, and, and that's really why we started <laughs> doing those they will I promise we're six months I took a six month sabbatical and now it'll come back that's, 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 that's yeah, a whole issue that's a whole yeah it's a but um, but I mean in the, and really that's why we you started post tweet gay men above 30 who are out who are still negotiating spaces right who are still able to me I can't um, but I do like when you manipulate me and finally force me to go to the clubs and not with you to flirt in. I actually like it. I actually like it. It's my demon noise. I like it a lot, and I want you to keep doing it and do it more. Oh, but I think I appreciate that. But I'll also say it I has appreciate been... you bullying me. You know, I like it. You know, I like a little rough. <laughs> I don't know what you take. Right, um, yeah. but I will say, like, it has been a little divisive b- between some of my other friends who are around my age, who are like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, you're married, advocate, gay couple, where it's like, oh, how do we connect? And I'm like, oh, well, these are the things I'm still doing, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that, um, which is fine, um, and it's not, and I realize it's not about me, like, it, you know, I know that they love me, or maybe I just assume it very strongly. But, but I know that it's about, like, going to the club. It's about going to the bar. It's about the... It's not like we're anti these things. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like me, like, I don't have a problem with that life. You know, I, you know, I will sit up to 5 o'clock in the morning, like, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not in the, in, um, in, on a work night. 
No, yeah. It's not the issue for me. Um, the concept is really about like the pleasure component. Yeah. Like they're like if I went in and find the club in an hour, I just feel more annoyed than I do feel like I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. Oh, and I'm definitely. Or if that. I felt yeah. like more like just kind of like bored, and I'm like <laughs> faking the funk. You know what I mean for the group that I'm with. That's it's gonna become that piece. You know what I mean? That's the. It's exhausting. I don't think well, you just really hate the yeah. club. I never, I never really, like, I was never really a club person, so, uh, like, I don't really feel yeah, like, no, but, like, I would go, but I, I was never, I was always, like, I didn't know anyone there, except for Moises' friends, like, it, I wasn't ever, like, a... Our friends? Our friends? Our friends. Wait, 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 no, but on, I mean, like, you would Stop. be there and see people, am and I would just be, like, Moises mysterious. Am I still friend to you, or am I one of your friends? Oh, no. Sorry? <laughs> So am I still one of Moises' friends to you? No, you you're not. <laughs> Are you saying that because you're on the air? No, I'm saying that because what I actually mean by this is when we would go into a club, I would Moises would say hello to a bunch of people, and I wouldn't say hello to anyone because I didn't know anyone. Um, and so I never really was like fully into the clubs, like the way that you're describing and now i like when i go to the club now it's like i don't feel like i'm irrelevant i just feel like i've always felt when i go into a club which is like some people no one knows me but like people look at us we're like we look at each other but then i'm not like nothing ever happens because that's just my personality um in uh you don't want me to say the city even though everybody can google radio corax but um are you from the club team in germany or what no, there aren't yeah, really. Have you a German club? No, um, I was actually. There's. Uh, I haven't because there aren't really um, gay clubs. Mm. And. Uh, uh, the, well, okay, girl, okay, let's keep I'm going. But they're, they're not like the same. Um, but like, there is a queer beer that's happening every first Thursday of the month in Pragwitz, so in Leipzig. So I will actually go to that next month, or like in August. But. Um, right, so if you're in Leipzig. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we want you to go to this thing. You'll try to find the American name Reed. It'll be easy. <laughs> It'll be easy. <laughs> I will be the one speaking English, and you know what my voice sounds like. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Listen for his voice. Reed obviously wants to get plugged in and connected, and we can talk yeah. about him about like gay death and cool things to do and all that. Yes. So. Yeah. Find the folks. How about your boy? No, and I think, and I will say, I definitely agree with you all. I have had similar experiences in the club and and around, like, I'm over this, like, wow, I'm doing this for everyone around. Like, I'm just like, trying to be there with, you know, my friends or what have you and trying to make sure that they're having a good time. And it is exhausting. And I've definitely been rejected in the club several times, you know, as well as online and, and never, digital spaces. I have never... I have always gone to the club to be with my friends or to kick their. No, yeah, thing. that's always my. I've never, room. I've never actually hooked up in the club. Hmm. Well, once, but it was somebody I knew outside of the club and needed something to be in the corner. Yeah, Ooh. but like, um, so but what? I, but I guess for oh. me, that's never the the thing, and so I think where I'm at now is, I guess, like why I was like wanting to say I feel like it is real because now when I look at like how do I engage community, and I'm like, is I don't do like the club isn't like my thing, mm-hmm. right? No big deal. But I look at, like, how do I look at it interact with gay men? Like, I'm not joining the gay man's chorus. Like, I'm not a singing gay. Never have been. Don't, don't care about gay singing. <laughs> it's not my thing. Singing gay. <laughs> like, it even, it even took me a while to figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> gay man's chorus. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah, all yeah, like that. It's not something I would ever imagine you doing. Well, not <laughs> enough, like, gay book clubs. Like, the lesbians got this figured out. Like, queer women and lesbians got this figured out. 
They have like all these like extracurriculars. Oh, there's sports now though. That's a thing that folks oh, yeah, do. Uh, I don't want to. We found. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then you'd be around a bunch of like, uh, like mask for mask type. It uh, is interesting. I mean, so I recently. But there's also like some really oh, real fitty boys who are like all about the gay sports. My friend okay. in DC. I shouldn't my judge. I guess. No. Yeah. No. I was. I was surprised as well. I was. Um, I went with my, my friend does like kickball as well as dodgeball and I think a couple of things maybe, but they're like gay leagues and they compete against each other. But I've hung out with those folks a few times. Every time I go out there, like I see some familiar faces and we talk about the sports and how the teams are going, how competitive things are, not competitive because some teams are not competitive and they're just there to like be gay and frolic. Um, <laughs> and so we kick a ball every now and then, um, but um, but they were there was a good mix of folks in terms of presentation around gender and really because for me I've always felt like femininity masculinity yeah well not not so much fem mass piece but like to like I don't you know what it um, I had a a younger gay friend of mine called me that I'm the quintessential art fag oh. um, and I couldn't be mad because he's really right <laughs> like that's really right. But I love like, like I don't know things about sports. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like the last time I did sports, like I, I mean, like the last time I had this conversation, I was like on Grinder, the most terrible app in the world, um, and this like young, very femme, uh, like you know, like power bottom was like trying to like get me, and I was like, are you doing this? Cause, like I'm a big black dude. Like is it because like come play sport? But I was like, what? do you think I'm like a power top? Is this your whole angle? And he was like, no, no, I really am for the league. Um, and I was like, okay, but then he, when I was like, do you think I'm a big black guy? Like, I'm six or three in dark states and I'm in a sports. So I was like, I've never played a sport in my life. <laughs> um, and so he was like, didn't believe me, but then he realized that. But he was like, also, too, I'm here for the community. He's like, look at the books on my copy. I want the gays to like play sports. To have things. Yeah, no. And I'm glad. And so I actually that. believed him. Because <laughs> I was like, big black guy. Yeah, not joining your basketball team, buddy. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> not happy. Just go to the next one. Right. I'm sure he plays. I mean, do they have a bar and a concession stand? But, no, um, job, but, that's but for me, it's mostly because like I don't know anything. About, I'm not a, I don't know anything about sports at all. So I'm like, why would I do that? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to play. I don't know what the rules are. I don't even know how many sports there are in the world. But they'll teach you. I think it's it's been. It's <laughs> they'll, been they'll teach you how many sports there are. No, like it's from what I've seen <laughs> from the community. Like it's very embracing of like even if like there are very competitive teams, right? So like in Denver, we have the flag football team that's very competitive and very hard to get into from what I understand. <laughs> um, actually, you know, I know a lot of, okay, I'm giving it away. I know a lot of straight men who, who are a part of the thing, who are like legitimately straight, who like just love sports. And want to play with the gay games. Yeah. Because the like league is so competitive. Yeah. But so, the, but there's other teams and I think other leagues that are less, less of that. And not to say that they like drink more or do whatever, but it's kind of like we're doing this I for fun and like just to bond. During the game as a, as a player. Oh, that's that's the only way I could. Um, if I yeah, if I really enjoyed sports, I would much rather play with gay people than straight straight men. Maybe but... we should play a sport <laughs> while you're in town, Reed. <laughs> uh, as long as Not it's like water. I don't know, going to the going to the park and like <laughs> like we can play badminton. That would be nice and and drink beer with the shuttlecock. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you know, we just all need to fuck each other so we can like have like, a podcast and like that was so. Oh, brilliant. As a collective. I guess, so I just want to say that I guess I, I push against, I, I feel like gay death is a myth and only because I, maybe I'm just thinking about it very Really? Because I feel like you just selfishly. Real. No, I, I, I know it's a re, well, okay, so it's not a myth. I know that it's a reality that affects 
people, but I guess I refuse to you let... You're so joy with the scammer. You're like, effects millions? No idea. But not me. No, but I guess I think about my own internal psychology and being in the clubs and where I was when I was, like, in my youth, right? So, like, in my gay prime, like, pre-gay death, right? I, was, I did not get attention. I was not, like, socially desirable in the ways that... I was supposed to be, these are air quotes, I'm putting in air quotes, right? Like I was young and youthful and like kind of twinky. And it wasn't until more recently in my life that I feel like I'm more confident in who I am and I know where I stand and I know where I'm well, on. Stuff. I like life better as a gay, I mean, okay, oh, yeah. let me go back to this. I like life better as a, turning 30? My mind's at 29. Um, fab you, right. <laughs> three ways, fab you less. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let me, yeah. I'm interrupting you, but let me frame something so we're crystal. Let's not use that word. So we're clear. <laughs> is that I, as a gay man, as a gay decided over 30, number one, I feel like gay is really a 35 now, but like, one, sex is a lot better. Oh, yes. Oh my god. And I feel like people yeah. are attracted to my confidence. Like, more because you're in the middle. Yeah. And the younger and the older, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. Anyways, it's amazing. Well, you know, no, but sex is better. I think I, I feel better overall as a gay man because I don't have questions. That's true. I'm yeah. not mm-hmm. questioning my... I'm not questioning this gay death shit, but, like, I'm not questioning, like, who I am. I'm not, like, because I have, like, had more years of experience, which means I have more things to reflect on when I, you know, look at going forward. So I will say, like, I'm not, like, a... I'm definitely not, like, the the 45-year-old in the club who's, like, lies about the age of 76, no, yeah, yeah. and I'm not that. Because, like, I actually like my, like, I, it feels good in my body. No, you know, On a personal level. And so when I'm talking about, yeah, for me, I'm not talking about, like, I, I feel like my life is more fascinating, more exciting, more mm-hmm. interesting, more emotionally fulfilling, more sexually, when it happens. It's yeah. Magical. Way, yeah. But... <laughs> It's really socially. Well, I guess that's what that's more I'm coming from this conversation. It's about like how do you interact with other gay men? I feel like there are. It's like it's it's, it's like a. It's like an echo, echo. Like, are you trying to find another one? It's like where are the gay men? Where right. do they become trees? And we talked about the first, about the first gay death, but it's like after thirty, the gay men just vanish in thin air. Yeah, right. And that's well, this is where I'm coming from with gay death about like socially trying to find and have genuine connection with your peers because what interests me is not like. In the twenty, like you're cute, you you have cute jeans on, you you have great taste in music. Right. Do you know what I mean? I want to connect. Now those are bad things to connect on at all because they are really important. This but, I kind of oh no sorry. No, no go ahead. No go ahead. No, I kind of like that. Um, uh, <laughs> it's uh, like essentially when you were talking about like becoming more confident, you're describing like things that correspond to your age, but things that aren't necessarily like directly connected to age. Um, and so like I think it's possible that people that are like 25 or like 35 or 40 are going to have like very different emotional needs but anyway it sounds like when you go into a club and you interact with people regardless well let's say that they're younger and they're less confident what you're looking for is somebody who's also confident and that you don't really have to take care of and and it's, you're it's, kind of looking for a confi- place where you can find that build up or it's more than confidence it's more for me it's more than confidence i feel like these little young son of a bitches are very confident some of me but yeah, for well, me, yeah, it's, for, right. for, for, for me, it's more like, what is your? I'm looking for someone whose world is full, or whose world like it's like a Venn diagram. Like, 
I want somebody who has overlapping areas in terms of like what they do in their world or interest or 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 politics or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I, like I just in terms of like Which is me, us, I guess I'm but, it's, but yeah, but that but I feel like us three, like right, like I don't get to like but what I'm saying is like functionally in the city or in the culture, the gay culture, like I don't feel like there are spaces for me to meet more men like you, like when I leave my house casually. What I feel like is construction, what is available is all the things that I feel like I'm over. Right. No, yeah, and I guess I but apparently, we've learned that gay sports might be an opportunity. Might be an option for us. I don't know what I would have. Is there like a nice coffee house that has like? We don't I, even have those anymore. What gay? What? We used to have a gay coffee house, and it still kind of is the Daz Bar. You know, like straight girls like coffee houses. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't really mean a coffee house like that. I mean a place that's like comfortable and cozy, and like maybe there's somebody playing music. Comfortable and cozy. That's do all, you it's ever, called a living did you, room. Did you ever go to a uh, Black Crown? No. It was an antique store, but also a gay bar. They had a piano. Okay. <laughs> um, what was the demographic of the with there? It was old. But it, well, it, older it was mean? Because 19 older, year olds think the 26 is old. Older than I. What's the hell of that? Uh, ARP? Yeah, like 40s to You're um, lying. 40 up. You're lying at that age minimum. Um, but, but that, that, well, I mean, to speak of that space, like it was like kitschy and like whatever, but it was kind of precious and also unique in that. Is it still open? No, it's very close now, which I think is indicative of like part of the problem, right? Is that like, how do we support spaces or make spaces? We also have to recognize too in the U.S. that like gay spaces for the past like 10 years have been like, even historically gay places and very historically gay High populated gay neighborhoods have been like shutting down, yeah. down, boom, boom, boom. So I think we also have to remember that it's in the context of like this kind of massive, despite what the internet says, yeah. and, and despite corporate approval of gays or corporate sponsorship of gays, is that there's been there less across the country there's from major cities. metropolitan cities, major international cities to small cities, like less actual spaces, physical cities for gays of Congress. So that piece around, I think what's challenging about our, about our community, right, is that, and one critique of gay culture is that it's a very youth-obsessed, oh, yeah, um, image-obsessed, because we're talking about men, and <laughs> that's the problem, mm-hmm. um, and patriarchy, you know, exclusively male spaces, right? Mostly exclusively male spaces, um, which is, comes with a different level of valid patriarchy, right? Oh, what yeah. it looks like in our community is different from others. Bye, but it's definitely there. Um, we also have to realize that, like, they're... I'm trying to take the, like, we're youth-obsessed kind of lightly because we are a community that doesn't necessarily have access overall or on a consistent cultural level, um, visually or just functionally, to this idea of elders, this idea of, like, what does it mean to be a gay man at 50 or 60 or 70? So I think there's... As I get older, I think that general lack of connection to the concept of gay men at 50, 60, or 70, right? Mm-hmm. HIV is part of that. No, yeah. In the 80s, we're part of that, for sure. Like, you know, like, the kill to get a generation of gay yeah. men. Yeah, I mean, just in terms it's of the numbers real. Scale, like, yeah. And I also live in a city that has, like, a high number of elderly gay men. True. There are a lot of old gays in Denver. <laughs> that is true. A lot of them. 
Actually, there's a couple that now walk has like a really pretty yard. Oh, it's cute. I like they, it. Uh, they're really cute to me. I like them. And they have like the, the greatest little they have ivy and all these things. But I think that is part of it is that this idea of us to be able to see ourselves as men with a, with a long life or men with a long scope or men who have a, like a, um, a trajectory of transformation to interest, desire, mm-hmm. lifestyle manifestation. I think it's part of it. Oh, yeah. So I guess my curiosity, though, too, is like, I think at some point I would like to interview on the show like older gay men, like gay men in their 50s or 60s, just to like understand like what does, like how do you feel? Oh, yeah. Do you think we're feeling weird Because like, about this I don't stuff? know, because like I can't, like, because like, I can't talk to my dad about some of these things. Oh, yeah. My dad's not a gay man, right? Mm-hmm. My grandmother, who is a queer woman, um, we can talk about some of it, right. but she's also a queer woman, so that this is a different kind of thing sure. than being, you know, a, a, a gay man or a queer man. Uh, she's a cisgender queer woman, I'm a cisgender queer man. You know, it's, it's a little bit different, um, right? Like, she's always had, like, women's communities. Like, she's an older, she's belongs to all the, like, senior citizen lesbian communities. Like, oh, she literally yeah. does. Like, she's, literally, I mean, but, like, she's like a president for the for chapter. But, like, you know, like... Um, I like this idea, though. Just to figure out, like, what is it, like, how do you, what do you do at 40? Like, how do you find community? How do you date meaningfully? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? At, like, in your, in your mid-30s, or your late 30s, or late 40s, or, you know what I mean? Like, that, that. And I used to work prior to my, prior to, like, a couple of months ago, I worked in a very gay field. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, like, the, my only option was the, was a club, but the only viable, because I worked in a field that was very, 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 very gay, used to work in that field. Yeah. It's gay very as hell. Gay. Yes. All the conferences, it's all the gays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think like it's like a viable option mm-hmm. for like, you know, you can only do so much. You know, if, yeah. if you're at a work conference networking or a work stuff, meeting, yeah. it's like networking and jobs and maybe a little whole shit on the side. But like, mm-hmm. those are your colleagues that you kind of can't shit where you eat too much. Exactly. Right. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I, just, I, this, I guess it's, it's gay death is like this loss. Part of it would... I think makes gay death real, and what's turned up so for me this idea of like, what does life look like? What does culture look like for a community of gay men <coughs> who are, you know, kind of like post club pilgrimage every single week? Dare I say, yeah. post twin? Post twin. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I do think that, like, you mentioned something earlier about, like, I like the generation of like, well, you have like people already kind of like generations before us figured out how to be young and gay. And then like, I think about my uncle who died of AIDS and like what he would be like today. And I don't really have any idea. And, and, and it's kind of like, we have an idea of like what we're supposed to do when we're younger because people did it before, but I don't, there's not a whole lot. Like there isn't really a narrative that exists that tells us, like this yeah, is we, this is what you can do, and this is what will make you happy as you get older, and maybe that exists for some people. Yeah. I like the idea of interviewing someone, but another part of it is it just might be something that like the younger people of our generation have to do themselves to figure out. Well, well, but girl, we ain't figured it out. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah, but but that's that's why we're doing that. That's why we're talking about it though. Is we, it's, it bugs us that we don't really like. I mean, that's kind of why like post tweet came about. Yeah. No, so I yeah, I think it's about thinking about what are the other options out there. Like, are because there I never would have met Reed clubs? in a club. 
Yeah. I never would have met him. I don't really go to clubs, so... Unless I can't drag you both out. Yeah. <laughs> How do I meet guys like you like me and, and Moises? You know, no, that's true. I don't... Yeah. Case sports. House parties. Post-twink drinks. When's the I next, when's the next drink session, myself? I want to talk about a read. Just kidding, it'll happen. <laughs> Can we talk about, about the next episode? I do want to talk about, like, sex parties and sex clubs. Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's that's there. not what I mean, that's, that's, that's a space well, to meet some folks, that's for sure. What I heard, it kind of was well below. Um, oh. Uh, but I will say that bathhouses are on the come. This is what I'm talking about. So, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but then it's another space, it's another activity that I, folks are going as friends. Um, which is so... And I would talk about it in, in illegitimate ways. I think at one point, like, I was, like, uh, on Snapchat heavy for a while, um, and following all the, like, people like to be naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I was really, to be honest, really impressed by how people were, like, the community organizing that was happening around sex parties, especially, like, in the South. Like, people were, like... <laughs> motivated. <laughs> but they were motivated, but I was, and I was, like, in order to, like, think of it, you know, kind of, like, not be a bitter old... Yeah moralistic judge of gay I was like you know what this is gay men coming together to meet other gay men true at the at the at this very basis you know what I mean and so I was very impressed while I was like wow so sex parties underground sex parties are the way that gay men are trying to find community in a world that does not make space for us I was like holy mm-hmm. fuck mm-hmm. I was really and I take off my former public hat health I was like I mean just because that field, no, yeah, that yeah. field makes you critical those no, things yeah. and I had like and really good human being and be like, do you know what? It's gay men coming together to figure out how to be with each other, right? Like, what is a culture that produces an environment where the only space where gay men can come together is a sex party? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in that, I was like, this is actually important, and I need, and I need to like chill on my like professional training and shit, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just be a human being and be like, gay men are coming together. And so I was impressed by it. And now, sex and now I know that like the bathhouses have become like the new club. Like, I just yeah. I want to talk about this. We'll get there. Because I, I'm, also, I'm also afraid of people and water together. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a weird thing I have. It's yeah, like, it's I need some hand-holding. So I was telling a friend, I was, like, I was like, we should go together. Tuesday night is a <laughs> Tuesday night. I hear Tuesday night is a thing that everybody does. And so I was like, I'll go because I have issues <gasps> with setup. Should the three of us go to a to I would be extremely house? uncomfortable. Not. But oh, my God. No. We're going to go to bathhouse. We're, I'm, we're, I'm we're, totally fine we're, being we're, naked as long as like there's no. You wear a towel. Oh, what? that's well. Why would you? Anyway. Are you saying like you don't want your dick sucked? <laughs> so I, I'm saying that I like going to saunas and I like bathhouses. I just don't want there to be like a sexual component to it. Well, you um, have to get over that because that's boring. Bathhouse. Boring. <laughs> boring. We're, we're gonna go. All right, when you're in town, we'll record an episode. Because I've actually house. never been to a bathhouse. No, I'm just kidding. It's like a I'm very different kind of naked for me. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have sex if you're there. You can just watch. And it's not like it's always happening right in front of you. It's often right behind you. I've never been. I've never been. We could okay. just... Very <laughs> actually... Yeah, we're going to take it. Okay, so... Can I take notes? I don't know the bathhouses are the most post-tweet thing to do. No, wait, what? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know that the bathhouses are the most, like, are the answer to gay death at all. No, yeah. I don't oh, know yeah, that, that was not I want to make that really clear. It's maybe an op, like a second tier option. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I would definitely want to be... Option. It's also, who, <laughs> no, it's not the best thing for us to end on either. <laughs> no, sure. Bathhouse! Uh, <laughs> but, um, but we also do want to hear from people. Like, if you're listening to this, I don't care if you hear it on the radio in, in Lipstick, Germany, on Radio Coriaxes broadcast the last Sunday of the month 
I don't care if you hear it on the podcast archives, if you follow, if you find us on Instagram or any other Google search or SoundCloud, wherever, however you hear us. We really want to challenge you to inbox us at posttwink at gmail.com, P-O-S-T-T-W-I-N-K at gmail.com. And I really, I say it every episode because we, we all mean it, and so I'm really curious about your thoughts on like gay death and surviving gay death or kind of what you yes. do, if you think it's a myth or if you think it's a state of mind, because that argument can be made. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to hear from you all and definitely am really kind of like doing like an SOS out to like the gays of the world. However you hear us and looking at, you know, let us know like what city you're in, if you need to protect yourself, protect yourself in terms of not giving information, but let us know what part of the world you're in and kind of like what you do. Or even if you're a younger gay and you only date older gays, if you're a younger gay and you hate older gays, whatever it is, we definitely want to hear Mm -hmm. about, because I definitely feel like I've changed my first episode, because gay death is real as fuck. And I'm negotiating it every day, and I thought there has to be a way in which gay death and I can have a healthier relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Moises, any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I would agree with giving us the answer to that question, particularly like how do we how do we confront and resist gay death? Um, and and I guess my only takeaway on that is that I've really sort of gotten to this place, and it's going to sound like I'm an egomaniac, but then, like, I'm a gift, and a gift to the gay community, a gift to... I'm with you, because I had the other day, I thought the other day, and I thought, like, I feel like people should worship me more. Right? And, I don't know why and so when the gay community's like, oh, well, you're kind of dead, I'm like, well, you're missing out, because I'm a gift. So that's, like, that's my only tactic or strategy around this, and how I... I'm trying to, you know, mm-hmm. like, gay death get me down. But yeah, mm-hmm. so that's it. That's me. Yeah. For me, it's just that we probably have to actively try to create some sort of, I don't know. I don't know if it's like... But here's the gag, though. Like an adult, we sorry? Wait, but here's the gag, though. Because we, we created Post-Week, because you've been a couple of these things, and in the happy hours, it was really interesting. Because when we launched the happy hour at first, we met a lot of men who were very skeptical. Oh yeah, people don't want to come in. And they were very skeptical <laughs> about like, they liked the name or something, but they were skeptical about like, we're just getting men having happy hour. They were like, wanting like a, they didn't trust it at all. So I know- Because they've been burned so many times yeah. by the community. So I also know that too, like with gay death comes a lot of, we bring the baggage, some valid or not. That's true. Of our experiences, because people were very resistant to this. Like, oh yeah, like who's gonna be there? Are they judgy? Are they mean? Are they? And I'm like, just come. There's only one way for you to find out. Right. So even creating the spaces and what we're trying to do with that and the podcast too is try to like push back against that. Some of it is like a little bit self therapeutic mm-hmm. as well, but also too natural. So, but go ahead. I did want because you were talking about no. spaces. No, yeah, you said it. <laughs> like creating creating a narrative or just creating this like a, a, a space of some sort just something that like you can think about when you're trying to like an idea of like, when you're like what am i supposed to do as i get older like it seems kind of I, I i maybe some people would be like well that seems really silly that you want someone to create some sort of ideal life and then it's something that people aspire to but I think if you actually do have those things they're quite powerful especially in our community I mean, there's yeah. a lot of so. right. oh, oh this is cute yeah. thank you all for helping you fight Kida. 
Yeah. Uh, we read, will you give the name of that um, poet you're talking about again? The poet? Matthias. Matthias. Um, sl- I, I can't. It's Wastoid. By Matthias Svalina. Spell it, please. S V A L I N A. I'm not going to attempt to. Yeah, I'm going to it was funny though because when I was actually imagining him when I read his like book I was imagining this like really attractive young poet and then I googled him and then he was not that he was older and uh, it was funny how I kind of like assumed that that's what like this person who these wonderful poems were coming from that like they should for some reason look like that and that if they didn't look like that, it would change, like, my attraction to them. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thanks for coming yep. to the episode. Posttweet.com. Posttweet on Instagram, Tumblr, and all the social medias. Shout out and love to Radio Korax. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you. And, yeah, holler back in Lipsig. Right. Um, at this first there's a queer thing. Yeah. Look yeah. for the post-tweet representative. And I'll see you guys next month in America. I'll see you next month. I'm so in America. Yeah. I'll be right next to the microphone and you guys will be like three feet away. <laughs> true, true. Cause not. Yeah. And so people bye. can actually hear me. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all.